You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. Um, or the audio, if you're on one of those uh, audio podcast sites. Um, either way, you're all welcome. All welcome over here. Um, I'm not going to pick on you, don't worry about that. Um, so, what's been going on? I have returned to work. So after several months off, maybe three months, I think I went off in October, um, this was the first week that I've gone back. And I didn't sleep on the Sunday night. I was lying in bed, nervous, anxious, stressed, and bothered um, because I had to return. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a nice thing to have to feel. You know, I've not felt that for a while. And yeah, I just felt rubbish. And I must have got maybe one and a half hours sleep all night. And even that was broken. Um, so that was, that was fun. And then on the Monday night, I didn't sleep again because, you know, I'd had the, the build up, the build up, the build up on the Sunday night. And then the, the come down, the come down, the come down on the, uh, on the Monday night. So overall, if I got three hours sleep over two days, then that was me. Good. And I'm still absolutely shattered now. You can probably tell I look worse than usual. Not that, you know, you can usually tell if I look good. That's, that's not a look I uh, have in my arsenal. Um, and plus, I've been in the garden with the dog. It's cold and we've, it's very muddy and we were playing tug of war. So, yeah, back at work. And to be fair, I haven't done anything because I can't. The work computer that I've got, um, I've missed too many in-house updates and they, now they can't overlap because it's too far. So that computer needs to go off to have it manually done and I've got to be sent a new one, but didn't arrive this week. So I've only been sat there staring at my mobile phone and a work uh, tablet, just waiting for emails and if any calls came in because there was literally nothing more I could do, you know? So uh, I'll take it. Um, what's going on in Nutbag News? I'm not making nutbag news a thing, by the way. I just, there's always something weird going on, you know. And for those who aren't aware of what a nutbag is, uh, because I'm aware I use a lot of slang and never verify it, um, which I'm going to try and make more of a conscious effort over, a nutbag is someone who does something that they, they, they did something they didn't need to do. It was a bad idea. They knew it was a bad idea, but they did it anyway. And that makes them a nutbag. Um, so my nutbag this week is Boris Johnson, the leader of the Conservative Party. And, you know, if you don't know who he is, he just looks like he shouldn't be in a suit, but he should be in pyjamas. His hair's a mess, he looks knackered, and he's just a bumbling idiot. Um, but while we were under lockdown, whilst, you know, he's on TV going, stay at home, don't go out, telling the nation not to go anywhere, you know, no hairdressers were open. Businesses were failing because they couldn't open. You know, we couldn't go to restaurants, hairdressers, gyms, all of those sorts of places were shut. People couldn't go and visit loved ones who were dying in care homes and things like that. He went to a party. <laughs> it's like, mate, you were the one on television telling the nation to, you know, stay at home and don't go out. And you didn't stay at home and you went out. You know, and he's still in as I speak right now, he's still, you know, doing his job. 
And I just think if that was in a workplace, you know, you would be doing something that is absolutely against what you're getting paid to do. You would be sacked for gross misconduct. If that was a law, you know, don't kill anyone. Ah, and you show up and stab someone, it'd be like, what did I just say? And there he is. Stay at home, don't go out. Going out. What an idiot. Um, but anyway, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? Rich people think they've got a different set of rules to the rest of us. And they don't. So what do those two things have in common? What does me having a problem with work have to do with Boris Johnson and me waffling my nonsense? Um, Socialising. Because I do a lot of thinking. I know it doesn't look like I do because I look dense, but I always think. I'm always thinking. My mind never shuts off. I'm always trying to figure things out. So I obviously missed a lot of sleep, and I'm still missing the sleep. I haven't corrected my behaviours, so I apologise if I'm a bit all over the place or not as energetic or charismatic or whatever the word is I'm looking for as I do these. Um, I, I was thinking, why was I so bothered about going back to work? You know, And I had to break it down thinking, is it because it's the workplace, which ultimately, you know, not purposefully, but they did let me down. You know, is it because of that? Nope. Is it the work I do for a living? Nope. You know, and when I chipped everything away, the pros and cons, the, you know, the do, the don't, the yes, the no, it was, it was because I had to have a meeting at 10 o'clock on Monday with my boss. And it wasn't even the fact that it was my boss. It was the fact that it was a meeting a designated time and I had to I was it was forced interaction it was socialization it's something I am not naturally I don't naturally have that in me to socialize you know Boris Johnson does he's willing to break his own rules to go to a bring your own booze party you know, he claimed that it was a meeting but he didn't know I know the difference between a meeting and a party and meetings under covid were done over teams you know what I mean? And you wouldn't show up with a, a bottle of wine for a meeting, would you? Uh, but if you do, give me a shout. I'll come to that meeting. It sounds more fun than normal. But, you know, I was dreading having to do this talking, this opening up, this, you know, I mean, I'd not spoken to many people whilst I was off. I'd regressed. You know, outside of doing these, this, this was as much as I spoke for an entire week was sticking a camera on and just waffling nonsense. And a lot of the nonsense, and I know a lot of my videos have been about me and the suffering that was caused over a failed workplace assessment. And that's why it was called the butterfly effect to sort of show you that there's always going to be knock-on effects. You know, but that was, I'm. it's not natural to me to socialize. You know, I am... I think I've said it before, but I feel like I'm just out of sync ever so slightly with the world. You know, it's like if you watch Squid Games, you know, the uh, that Korean TV show. You know, I watched it and I watched it with English dubbed voices over it. So you could see the mouths moving, talking Korean, and then English voices were coming out. So the words didn't match the lips and it just never looks right. And that's how the world looks to me it's like no matter what's happening and what people are doing there's always just a disconnect for me and i've accepted that that's it's always felt like that even before i knew i had autism it's always felt like a, you know neurotypical people pick up what i miss and i pick up what they miss together we pick it all up but 
there's always going to be a disconnect. And, you know, a lot of people, artistic or not artistic, they have a longing to want to fit in, to belong, to share something. And socialization can bring that. Whereas I have the longing to be accepted for not wanting that. You know, I don't have anything against people who want a connection, who want to find someone they connect with, to find something in common with, so they don't feel alone. I don't feel alone, not by a long shot. I just also don't want to have many people in my life. Um, but whereas I will say to you, if that's what you're after, good luck to you. I hope you find it. You know, it's not going to be easy because if, you know, everything was easy, everybody would have it. But I wish you the best of luck. And when you find it, talk to me about it. And, you know, if that makes you happy, I will feed off your energy and that will make me happy because I love to see people happy. I really do. But I would love that afforded back when it's like, oh, so you're not interested in socializing at all. Okay, no problem. You know, and it's not And what I mean by that. I don't mean, you know, I, I never want to converse with a human being ever again. I don't mean to that extent, but, you know, like parties, you know, events, parades. Um, I just, there's a lot of things I don't see the point of because it is a struggle for me. I don't get to, you know, a lot of people, that phrase, you know, let your hair down, you know, oh, you know, you can really let your hair down when you go to them sorts of things. Like, I can't. I have to keep my hair very tightly in a bun, you know, <laughs> if that's the opposite. Um, because you can have a few beers, loosen up, enjoy yourself, see people you've not seen for a while, catch up. Because a lot of people as well are nosy. They like to stick the beak in. They like to know what's going on and why things are the way they are and what's changed with you, what's new with you. What Are you still working there? Are you still dating that guy? Are you still doing this, that, the other? Whereas I genuinely do not care about everything when it comes to other people's lives, you know? I don't mind when, let's say, we've exchanged emails and you're telling me how you're getting on and I'm telling you how I'm getting on or whatever it might be. That's different because what we're not doing is we're not in a room at the same time that we've been told to be there and then we're being forced to interact because that's not on my dime. I might not feel ready to do stuff like that, you know, and the joy with doing stuff like this is I knock these up, throw them on the internet. It's up to you when you watch them. It's up to you if you watch them. It's up to you if you watch them at a faster speed than normal, you know, just to get through it, see what I'm waffling about. You know, it's absolutely your right to do whatever you want to do. And if you want to comment, you will. And if you don't want to, you won't. And everything's fine. There's just no pressure in any of this because we're both doing our thing in our time. So I can deal with that. But if we were to take, and let me tell you why it's, why socializing is a problem for me. So let's pick on what I assume for me would be the biggest event to struggle with because there's obviously 40th birthday parties, you know, what I will get invited to these days. It's 40th birthdays. It's kids christenings. Um, and a couple of weddings, you know, they're, they're the big ones. Um, so let's say there was a wedding, you know, a wedding is all day. Um, and um, most weddings are all day. I know other religions that can last a week, fully aware of that. I'm just talking for my average because I can only talk to you from my perspective. 
but it's all day. In some cases, it's like the day before as well, because you've got to have a rehearsal dinner. You know, you can go to restaurants, nobody practiced that, and we still managed to get tables and eat, you know, but for some reason you've got to practice where you sit. It blows my mind. But anyway, you know, I'm not married, so... And if I did ever get married, not that I would, certainly won't pay for that rehearsal nonsense at the day before anyway. But um, I'm not here to talk about that. Maybe I'll do one on weddings, uh, you know, why I'm not married. If you want me to do one of them, say in the comment, and I will. If not, I'll miss it. But a wedding's all day. I've got to wear a suit. I've got to be at a certain venue, then maybe go to another venue, then maybe another venue. You know, I've got to sit there and there's kids everywhere as well sometimes. Because I know that's a big bone of contention. People who've got kids kicking off because the people getting married say, no kids at this event. Like, how dare you, the part of my family to... Yeah, I know you love your kids, but they've spent a fortune. They could have had an extension built. Instead, they decided to get married, you know, with the money. You know, so they want it to go off without a hitch. They don't want a kid running up and down screaming. I understand. But, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm going well off track here. And I'm trying to tell myself as well, Paul, slow down. You're not getting interrupted. Um because that's the real-life problem. Every time I open my mouth, someone opens theirs wider and I never get to speak. So it's all day. I'm in a suit, not comfortable. Like I say, I've got to go from a church to a venue to eat, somewhere for a, a disco, you know, at the end of the night and what have you. When can I leave? When have I done enough? I've got to pretend to be interested in watching you, you know, get married. I've got to hear someone standing next to me say, doesn't she look lovely in that dress? No, I don't think wedding dresses look attractive. They don't make people look better. Um, but I can't say that, you know. And, you know, then you've got to go and sit on the table of the unknowns because, you know, they're like, who should we sit Paul with? Don't know. <laughs> that right, well, we can't sit him next to Uncle Jeff because Uncle Jeff will talk about fishing and Paul will tell him that he can't stand fishing and that'll upset Jeff and we can't sit him near Auntie Joan because Paul will start telling her about an operation he had when he was 10 and, you know, I just, it's all weird, it's so weird and I can't attend them because it's so much to consider all day and it's too much for me so I will decline your wedding invitation and that's the problem. If I decline, that's negative. But it's not my fault you're getting married, you know, and you don't need me there, so don't let it upset you. I'm not marrying you. I'm not the person who's giving you away. Chill. But people get upset when you decline an invitation, but you're in, an invitation is yours to decline or accept, and it shouldn't be with stipulation, you know, or conditions. It should be, do you want to come? Yes, I do. Great, see you there. Do you want to come? No, no problem. So I'm always saying no, and I have to defend no. You know, but I can't do a wedding, and this was my point what I'm trying to make. If I, I can't do a wedding, do you know what else I can't do with everything that's involved in a wedding? I've told you before, I can't even some days open the front door to collect a takeaway from the person delivering it because that three seconds of interaction is too much. The anxiety of thinking, well, I've got to stay in certain clothes because I don't want, I have this thing where I don't want people 
in the outside world, knowing what my relaxed state is in the house. You know, the type of pajamas I'll wear, the what I eat, what's in the fridge. <laughs> you know, if the house was a little bit messy and someone was ever going to pop round, it's got to be like a show home when they show up so there's no personality to it because this is my safe space on earth. I haven't got any more. This is it. Um, so I will do all those things to make that happen. But, you know, I've got to then open the door. I've got to have enough energy to do this. Hi, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Shut the door again. Now, that doesn't seem much, but to me, it really is. And it will wipe me out. And the thought of it, the anxiety it will bring, and because I've got that anxiety before I order to see if I've got enough confidence to do it, um, waiting for it to be delivered. It will be delivered. I'll collect it. And then I'm not hungry anymore because of the anxiety has made me sick. And it's because of that socialization. I've got to socialize for that brief period, and it's too much sometimes. So when people will say, you know, send you that piece of paper through the post, RSVP to this wedding invite, and you go, no thanks. You know, I don't, you know, if I've had it before where they haven't even put an envelope back in and they expect me to pay for the post. So I just text them and say, um, hope you have a nice day, not coming. You're just waiting then for that text to come back. Why not? It's in two years. You can't say you're busy. You don't know what you're doing in two years. <laughs> and I just don't like the stipulation on it. But what I can't do is go through the reason every single time I decline an invitation to something because I have a problem socializing. You know, but I can't say, you know, I can't even collect a takeaway from the front door most days because of how I feel and I can't deal with that level of interaction and that lasts for three seconds and I actually benefit from it you know, because I get food. Um, so I can't do an all-dayer with a bunch of strangers in a suit, sorry. You know, because I'm allowed my decency. I'm allowed my reasons. I shouldn't have to explain because nobody else has to explain, do they? You know, if people do things, no one's going, well, why do you want to play five-a-side? Why do you want to play football? Why are, you, why are you interested in basketball? Why do you want to play it? Why do you want to put a vest on and bounce a ball? You know, nobody gets questions for the things that they can do. And nine times out of 10, when people can't do something, they just get let off. But because I can't do or I strongly struggle and my mood gets altered and my anxiety goes through the roof, when I can't do the things that everybody else takes an ounce of pleasure in or more, I get questioned. And that is unfair. And that, I suppose, would fall into that ableist category that a lot of the uh, younger generations of autistics talk about these days, you know. Um, and it probably is. You know, I have not done enough research. I just know using the ableist card every five minutes does more harm than good. But I also then don't want to go, oh, asking me that question's ableist behavior because it makes me sound like a turd. And I'd rather just go, no you're all right, thanks anyway. And people, like I say, I, I have the longing to be accepted for not wanting to do things and for that to be okay. You know, taking the bins out, <laughs> depending on where you are in the world. You know, my, I've got to take my bins out on a Sunday night to be collected early Monday morning. And I've got to take them from the back garden round to the front. And I have to look out the window 
through the peephole of the front door, open the front door, you know, just having a quick nosy to make sure my neighbor has already took his bin out. Because otherwise, I get riddled again with an anxiety that might, I might just bump into the guy, you know, as we're pushing our bins around the corner and we're taking them where they needed to go. And we both decide to do it at the same time. And then he's like, Hiya, Paul. It's like, oh, you know, and he's being polite. I understand. And I'm not purposefully rude back, but it's forced for me. You know, and I've mentioned it before, but there's a line in Get Shorty, you know, where John Travolta says, never say anything more than you have to, if that. And I agree, you know, just because we both see each other, we don't actually have to talk to each other in my world. You know, my world, it's like, you live next door to me. I live here. I don't hate you. I don't love you. You're impartial. I don't need to know you. Just be respectful and I will do exactly the same. And we don't need to get on. I'm not coming to a barbecue in the summer if you have one. You know, and it's. I know why people interact. I do. And I know what people get from it. But I don't. You know, I've said it before, but if I was in The Sims, that game, there's a social bar. And if you don't interact with other Sims in the game, your social bar depletes and you've got to then start socializing and raise it and let people know. And I just don't have it. But I'm not allowed to just get on with it without always having that discussion with people because they want to try and understand, but at the same time, they like to defend why they're the opposite to me. But I'm not challenging you. That's the thing. You know, if you're autistic, like what was it? Love on the Spectrum. When I did the review, you know, when I watched that show, there was people with autism going to social clubs so they could meet other people with autism and do what they wanted to do. There was autistic people going to speed dating events. I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. Absolutely no chance on earth could I do that. I couldn't go bowling with a bunch of people I've never met. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm walking in a room and then you sit down at a, you know, a chair and it's like, hello, stranger, with your name, Bad John. Uh, let's see if we can talk about things in five minutes and find a connection. And then if we do, I'll, I don't know, like maybe I'll get a phone call saying if I'm matched with anyone. And I absolutely can't do it. I've got skills. <laughs> to do a lot of things but then there's a lot of things where I severely lack and I'm not blessed at all and socializing is one of them so the struggle of socialization to me because I you know I don't need to socialize I need to recharge because I have to socialize and I don't want to have to explain myself each time you know, and I know people have mentioned on other channels before that they've got cards where it's like, um, I have autism. I'm a little socially burnt out right now. Um, you know, so I'm not able to converse with you or whatever it might be. I don't want to walk around with stuff like that in my wallet either because that's for others and it's not for me. So I have to have my control measures. Whereas I'd rather just avoid it altogether because why would I want to carry around something when I'm going to get exhausted by doing something I clearly don't want to do? Because if I wanted to do it, I'd be happy to do it and it wouldn't exhaust me, would it? Hmm. You know, I suppose in a way, you know, like um, the way I look, you know, bald head and a big beard and wearing black jumpers and having a low brow and 
having a growly voice sometimes, you know, it's a little bit, I'll be honest, a little bit of it is to deter people from talking to me. I don't want to look approachable because I don't want to be approached. You know, I don't know it sounds bad, but you know, there's, I, I don't work in customer focused roles because even though you get a lot of bad people want to complain, there's actually a lot of good as well in customer focused roles. You could work in the community, you know, uh, bringing areas up to a standard and everything's great. You've helped people and people benefit from that because they've done something good socially. I would benefit from doing the good deed and disappearing again before I have to speak to people. <sighs> I hope you know what I'm trying to get at because I know I'm just going around in circles and not actually making any point whatsoever. Um, but, you know, to sort of wrap up in my way of saying it is, you know, if let's say we were friends and you were inviting me somewhere, you're inviting me to a pub, a restaurant, an event, it's your 40th, you're getting married, your kids getting christened, you just want a party to celebrate your new haircut, whatever it is. I struggle leaving a comment on YouTube because I'm too worried that it'll be taken the wrong way. You can't take tone from message. What if it gets read the wrong way? What if I make one simple grammatical error? You know, you know what the uh, people are like on the internet. They just dive on you, put that little asterisk in the corner and correct a word. Be like, you know, like they're a teacher at school. It's like, you're not getting paid for that, mate. Calm down. Um, you know, if I struggle with leaving a comment on a video on YouTube, how do you expect me to do much else? But, you know, I make sure I'm all right. I know I don't need to do it, and I know how I feel. I need, I need everything to stop so I can listen and hear the calm. And I can't do that if I'm always doing something. You know, because there isn't anything that involves other human beings, which I really take great pleasure from. Strangely, the best, like I think I mentioned it at the beginning, but the best place for me to sort of feel okay with socializing is this. This is my way of talking to you and sharing my brain of, you know, and that's why a lot of my videos, I don't think make any sense whatsoever. And I don't feel like I ever make a point or I ever come across correct or I repeat myself consistently, which I know I have in this one, because these words have never fell out of my brain before, you know, let alone my mouth and let alone being shared with anyone who wants to watch it. But please, you know, try and understand. And if you feel like me, kind of, then maybe you can show it to other people and say, look, it wears me out. You benefit. I don't. I'm anxious before I go. I can do nothing but think about that event until it gets here. Then I'm too worked up. I can't stim, you know, and I've, I talk about doing this offbeat, tapping with my fingers, and I do this like by my side with both hands and my head goes, and I don't want to draw attention to myself by, you know, doing this tapping and rocking my head because then people look at me thinking I've lost the plot, you know, but that's because I'm too worked up and I need to escape, and that helps me push everything away from my brain and bring the focus back to me for five seconds. But if I'm feeling the need to do that, something's wrong. If I need to bring calm, then something's wrong. You know, this is why I don't go shopping in the middle of the day. 
You know, it's why I don't go to a gym because I could only go to a gym bright and breezy in the morning or at the death at night. I can't go when it's busy because there's too many people. Because that's the thing I don't think people get is it's not about, you know, socializing for me. It's not about me just talking with a human. It's the fact that there are a lot of people around as well. There's too much to watch. There's too much to focus on. And I need to watch everything because I'm in fear of being in danger all the time. Because we do live in a bit of a crazy world, but I just need to make sure I can get home so I can have the calm and I can recharge. Um, but, you know, for me, I am older. I do not socialize often. And that's all right. So you, some people might want that acceptance to, you know, the longing to fit in. I have the longing to not fit in and for it to be okay, if that's all right. So I struggle with socialization. There we go. Probably didn't make any point whatsoever. Probably tripped myself up, but I am very tired. I've got a really irritated eye for some reason. I need to get some eye drops. and. If it always looks like I'm in black jumpers, I am. And I've got to go and pick up two more from Sainsbury's. 12 quid each. Can't argue with that price. And they're really comfortable. Anyway, I've bored you enough. So thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.